the Bible Study Podcast, episode 440. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Matthew with chapter 15. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We're continuing on from the first part of chapter 15. You remember Jesus was talking last time about that which defiles and whether or not the disciples washing their hands was as big a problem as the Pharisees thought. He continues on this way with the faith of a Canaanite woman in verse 21. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word, so his disciples came to him and urged him, Send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, It is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said to her, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. This is a, one of those disturbing stories. And certainly Bible scholars have been debating the point of this story and also the tone of what Jesus is saying to this woman for a long, long time. Because we don't like to hear Jesus say things like this. Now, one of the things that's interesting that I don't even know that I noticed in this story before is where it takes place. Because Jesus has withdrawn from the Jewish regions and he's in the regions of Tyre and Sidon. Tyre and Sidon are Canaanite or they are Phoenician, depending on which you want to call them. But he is in a region that is filled with Gentiles. And so he runs into a Gentile woman. This is not surprising. And so the first thing we have to say is, well, if he didn't want to run into a Gentile woman, why is he in a Gentile area? And this will come up again in the next story, because it looks like Jesus is spending time not just in Israel, but also in Samaria, also in Tyre and Sidon, also in the regions of the Decapolis, in places that Gentiles live. So while he's here in some place where Gentiles live, this woman comes up and she has a great need because her daughter is demon-possessed. Now, Jesus, as a good Jewish man, is not supposed to talk to a woman, let alone talk to a woman who is a foreigner. He's not really supposed to associate with foreigners, with people who are Gentiles, with people who are not of the same faith. Now, at first, he's ignoring her. And is he ignoring her because it's a test of her faith? Is he ignoring her because that's the way he's supposed to behave? I really think it's more the former, but there's really nothing in the verses that says one way or the other. I mean, there really is not definitive. But finally, at some point, when the disciples say, send her away, he could just say, yeah, sure, just go ahead and, and usher her away. But he doesn't, but he responds to her. Now, he shouldn't, right? He is not supposed to do this. In the same way that it was odd in the Old Testament when Elijah was sent to the widow of Zarephath, which is near Sidon, it's a, another Canaanite city, to live through the famine. And so he responds to her, but he responds to her in a way that says, I'm not here for you. 
It's interesting that this is in the Gospel of Matthew, and Matthew is a gospel that is written to the Jews. And so maybe Matthew includes this because of the Jewish-centered nature of it. I'm not sure. Luke, who is written to the Gentiles, doesn't include the story, but Mark, who's written to the Romans, does almost word for word include the same story. And it's always interesting to see which Gospels include which stories because of the audience that they're addressing. She comes and she kneels before him now. She's pleading with him for her daughter. And this terrible phrase comes out of Jesus' mouth, it's not right to take the food for the children and throw it to the dogs. And it's interesting that she doesn't challenge that relationship that he is looking at her with. She challenges instead the truth of the statement, yes, it is, Lord. Yes, it is. It's right because even the dogs will eat the crumbs from the master's table. She shows in her reaction both great faith in Jesus, but also great humility. How many of us, if we were challenged in that fashion, would go away and we would go away angry? But she understands both her need and who can meet it. And the next thing he says to her is is praise. Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. She has persisted in her faith in spite of obstacles, and the obstacles in this case apparently from from Jesus. I wonder if I have that sort of persistence, if I would persist in my faith, and if I would have that sort of humility. Because I'm sure that I have other situations where I need to be that humble, and I should thank both of the faith and the humility of this Canaanite woman. Continuing on, Jesus feeds the 4,000. Jesus left there and went along the Sea of Galilee. Then he went up on a mountainside and sat down. Great crowds came to him, bringing the lame, the blind, the crippled, the mute, and many others, and laid them at his feet, and he healed them. The people were amazed when they saw the mute speaking, the crippled made well, the lame walking, and the blind seeing, and they praised the God of Israel." Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion for these people. They have already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away hungry or they may collapse on the way. His disciples answered, Where could we get enough bread in this remote place to feed such a crowd? How many loaves do you have? Jesus asked. Seven, they replied, and a few small fish. He told the crowd to sit down on the ground. Then he took the seven loaves and the fish And when he had given thanks, he broke them and gave them to the disciples, and they in turn to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. Afterward, the disciples picked up seven baskets full of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was 4,000 men besides women and children. After Jesus had sent the crowd away, he got into the boat and went to the vicinity of Magadan. Now, you could be getting a sense of deja vu here that we just heard this miracle. We heard the feeding of the 5,000 not that many chapters ago, and it doesn't seem like the disciples are reacting very differently. Again, it's where could we possibly find this much food, not Jesus, why don't you just do that thing with the fish and the bread again? One of the things that is different, though, about these that a lot of scholars think is that it's different because of where he is. Now, Mark tells us that Jesus has gone to the region of the Decapolis. And you can still go to some of the cities of the Decapolis. The Decapolis, 10 cities that are east of Israel, including Amman, Jordan, and also Jeresh, which has some wonderful Roman ruins if you happen to be there. The Decapolis is a Roman Grecian 
area. And so therefore it is a Gentile area. Notice when Jesus is healing all of these people, the blind, the lame, and all of those people, who do the people praise? They praise the God of Israel. doesn't say they praise God, but they praise the God of Israel. And I think that is, again, evidence here that this crowd is largely a Gentile crowd. It's interesting Matthew doesn't point that out. Um, but again, Matthew's gospel is targeted at the Jews, so that's not necessarily as important uh, detail. But I think that is one of the things that's going on here is that Jesus is again doing this miracle, but he's doing it with a different crowd. And it is a chance for the disciples to learn that Jesus does have compassion on these people as well. Right? I have compassion for these people. They've already been with me for three days. Three days he's been teaching. Three days he's been healing out in the middle of nowhere, out in this region of the Decapolis, as Mark tells us. And again, he does this miracle. Again, they sit down, and again, they have more than they need. And again, we have to wonder if Jesus is really so anti-Gentile as he sounded like in that other verse. Why is he spending so much time with the Gentiles? And that, again, I think is one of the reasons why when I read that story of Jesus and the Canaanite woman, I do interpret that as Jesus testing her faith. But we see that Jesus has compassion even for those who don't share the faith of Israel, even for those who are different, even for those who are outside. And I think we are also called to have compassion on those who are not Christian. Not that our desire would be that they remain people who don't have faith in Jesus, but rather that they would come to know the love of Jesus. But that love needs to be shown to them, and it starts with showing compassion. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, Pinterest, or Instagram as Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Has fear stolen your peace? I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, helping you fight your fears and grow your faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.